0: Hey, what's good, everybody? I am back, and we are ready to discuss the Open at Royal Liverpool. Took a couple weeks off. Life is crazy sometimes. Just don't have time for this sometimes, but I always try to make time, and I am happy to be back bringing you my knowledge of the golf game and the Open Championship, which is my favorite. Love waking up early in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Make my ass a Bloody Mary can start drinking right away in the morning, go to work, sloshed, come back, have a good time, watch the rest of it on my work computers, do whatever. Like, I love getting up early, watching golf, sipping on Bloody Marys, and having a good freaking time. And this tournament allows me to do that. Um, And why not, right? Why not? So with that, Royal Liverpool, this place is awesome. Unlock the Unlike the Renaissance um, course that they played last week for the Scottish Open, this one is groomed by Mother Nature. The Renaissance uh, course is basically modernized Links golf. This one is true Links golf, where uh, Royal Liverpool has, you know, Mother Nature shaped this thing has pop bunkers everywhere, and they are strategically placed. And I'm just going to go over a little bit of the course here right away, uh, just because it's. These things are placed like crazy, and I want to give you like a heads up on what to expect this week and what type of golfer, I believe, will be lights out. Um, so here we go. Hole one, 275 yards out, there are pot bunkers, right? And to carry them, you got to hit like 285 to 300, and the fairway is only 23 yards wide in that area. Now, 23 yards wide isn't... A lot, but then the fairway slopes to these bunkers, and you know, everything kind of funnels into them. Doesn't really matter where you hit. So, if you don't catch one, and if it happens to be into the wind, which prevailing wind here is a west wind, um, if it happens to be in the wind, you might not clear them. Uh, just trouble everywhere, get up against the face of that. You're looking at a bogey. Uh, if you do miss a little bit, you're in the thick rough on this, so it's very narrow, and th- that's kind of like the sequence of this whole course: like strategically placed pot bunkers in driving landing zones, and then rough or OB around that to make it even more difficult. For instance, hole two, a little bit wider fairway, 28 yards, which still isn't very wide. Bunker is about 300 yards out, but if you miss left uh, like 10 yards left of the farthest bunker, you have a cart path. And on the other side of that cart path is out of bounds. So you're looking at 10 yards, uh, and you could be out of bounds and hitting your third from the tee box. It's just crazy. Or you're in the pop bunkers. Like I said, they're 300 yards out, um, decisions, decisions. What are you going to do? Like Tiger, when he played this course way back when he, I mean, he was hitting irons off everything where Rory, you know when he won this back in 14 it was a little bit greener but this is like the greenest this place has ever been. The rain has been non-stop. It's not dried out. I'm guessing they're going to try to dry it out a bit but we'll see how this goes. If it's too soft these guys will be able to hold the balls in the fairway and it might not be as challenging but if it firms up a bit we I expect a lot more of these uh, pop bunkers to catch a lot more balls. So on to hole three. I'm not going to go through the whole course like this but hole three is just fascinating. Like in the middle of hole three is where all the TV tents and things. It's like an internal out of balance where all like the media and shit is. So it's a dog league, right? It has a huge wall on it and the players are going to pick a line and they're going to have this line determine like how far their carry is like to get out in the middle of the fairway over this thing. It's like 310 yards to the corner. It's 280. Um, so, 20 yard wide fairway so if you're hitting 300 yards dog leg right you catch the fairway it's only 20 yards right heavy rough on the far side so if you over carry you're screwed this is this hole to me is going to be awesome this is just a fascinating shot kind of blind um if you're right you're ob it's just crazy so just demanding tee shots off the tee to very narrow fairways edged with pop bunkers like hole 12 on the right side Outside edge of the dog leg, there's pop bunkers. If you're short of those pop bunkers, there's heavy rough on the left in a lot of the landing areas. So if you're trying to bail out of those pop bunkers, you'll be in some heavy rough. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. And then you have hole 15, the last hole I'm really going to talk about here. Um, this is insane. So you're better off to go for this thing in two and risk being in a pop bunker up next to the green than you are actually to lay up to this hole. Uh, the layup, the fairway is only 10 yards wide. So what would you rather be? You know what I mean? Pick your poison. It's fascinating decision making that these players are going to have to make. It's just awesome. That second shot is going to be very intriguing. Like if you go to SI.com, they have flyovers of everything, like a shot-by-shot shot type thing, and you'll be able to see what these players are dealing with. It's very helpful and it will be very helpful um, in how you kind of like piece together your lineups, in my opinion. You want guys that are going to hit the ball far to carry the trouble and straight to stay out of the rough. Like minor miss fairway percentage is a big deal, I think. So if, how how big are your misses? If you're really big, you're screwed, you'll be OB or in some thick rough. If you're just a little bit screwed, you might catch a couple pop uh, bunkers, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be fascinating. I'm excited, and I can't wait to... Give you guys who i think is going to win my bets i have a lineup that i placed so it's going to be awesome so stay tuned right after this little break i'll be back with the lineups all right on to the dk the field this you know the draft the field uh what to expect who i like long straight drivers of the golf ball it's fascinating this week drafting it's kind of did like a switcheroo type thing you know what i mean the highest the highest you know guys highest salaries on some guys ever that i've seen in a regular season uh, and then i have like the lowest ever they go down they minimize their minimum and they go down to 5500 which will allow access at some of these top end guides and let's start with no one other than scotty Scheffler. I mean, this guy has been remarkable all year. I talk about it all the time. His only Achilles heel is his putter. You see him out there just grinding with this putter. He's got the black mat out. He's trying to figure out, you know, with a curve line in the middle. His, you know, trying to hit his putter, you know, the putt's square at impact. Uh, he puts, like, a little bridge on the outside of that to make sure, you know, his ball is started on the wrong line. And then you have a mirror on top of this black mat. That helps him... With his eyes and making sure his eyes are over the ball the exact same way every time. This is fascinating to me. I watched him putt. I watched him practice. Uh, This is what makes good golfers great, putting. And he hasn't been putting great. It's always been, um, if he putts to a zero, he usually wins. I always say this, but that's the honest to God truth. But his salary, 12.5K, warranted. It's absolutely warranted. His T to green numbers, he's lapping the field almost twice over. Like this dude is gaining like 10 shots T to green on average. Um he's just been remarkable. He's I don't know. This dude hasn't finished outside the top twelve and top twelve in 260 days. Um his open history is had an eighth and a T21. So I mean his open history isn't, I guess, great, but it's not bad either. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, $12.5K. With some of these deals that you can get at the bottom end, I think that uh, he's definitely playable. If you're looking at tournament lineups, you might be able to get some leverage over the Rory's of that nature. You know, it, go with a Scotty who might be less owned because of this price tag, but it's definitely warranted. I love Scotty. Um, he's not even the favorite this week. Rory is. These prices came out uh, before last week's. Uh, tournament scottish open ended so things are a little bit skewed but not bad at all and then you do have rory and he's priced exactly where you'd expect him to be uh 11.6k i i love rory i mean the dude ever after saying you know suck it to live and all this other shit about you know how he wasn't going to be this oh, he's 11.9k sorry and how he was not going to be the spokesperson for the PGA Tour about this kind of stuff anymore. This dude has turned on his game, right? You see, you know, the Wells Fargo, the 47th at the Wells Fargo. And then after that, at the PGA Championships, he said, I'm done with this crap. He ripped off a 7th, a 7th, a ninth, a 2nd, a 7th, a 1st. I mean, he was obviously trending in the right direction. It was just whether or not he could put it together on a Sunday. He was in contention every time. Uh, but he could just never put it together on a Sunday. And he barely put it together this last time at the Scottish Open. He shot 68 on Sunday. Just good enough. Great finish. Buried the last two holes to get the W. Um, but it was he still shot a 68. And at the Travelers, he came back on Sunday with a 64. So you're starting to see his Sunday scores get down into the 60s rather than the 72 the 70 at the memorial he shot a 75 on sunday and you know choke that away so rory is finding his game he's playing a lot better remarkable driver of the golf ball 11.9k he's very chalky this week as being the favorite so i'm might look elsewhere um, in the regards to these upper end guys uh like i said we have scotty and I'm going to maybe look elsewhere for some other things here. Um, that being said, Cam Smith, 10-7. Brooks Koepka, Koepka 10-4. Xander Shoffley, 10-1. Victor Hovland, 10-0. Um, yeah, Cameron Smith, I don't think this is a good place for him uh, the old course was a great setup. He misses too big with his drivers. I don't think that this is really his deal. I'm going to avoid him. Brooks Kepka, he's so good, right? He he hits the ball and the sound of his clubs are amazing. Like when Brooks hits the ball, it just sounds different. The impact is different. The ball speed's different than a lot of players on tour. And he's just such a pure ball striker that it's hard to shy away from a dude. But at 10-4, I just don't know if he has it in him this week, I I just don't have a good feeling about Brooks being in the mix this week. Victor Hovland ten at an even ten K. I like that. I like him there just because his approach play is good and he's such a good driver of the golf ball. He will be right in the mix. This this course fits what Victor Hovland does. Uh, at ten thousand dollars, Victor Hovland has been remarkable. Let me go over. I don't have it up at the moment, but let me go over his stats as of late. Uh, Let's see here. Gotta find it. I mean, at the Scottish Open, he gained everywhere but with the putter. Uh, At the Travelers, he gained everywhere except with the putter. So he's lost in his last two with the putter. But He's finished both in the top 30 in each of those last two tournaments. U.S. Open, he gained all across the board, finished 19th. Memorial, he ended up one winning. He gained across the board there. The Charles Schwab, he lost on his approach, which is very rare for uh, Victor Hovland to do is lose on approach. And around the around the green has always been kind of his thing, but approach is never it. He's one of the best approach players on tour. So... This dude is putting it together. He's finding it. T two at the PGA Championship, gained across the board. Victor Hovland for ten thousand dollars seems like a deal. Gives you leverage over a couple other guys as well. I I like Victor Hovland here. Um, no no question that I will have him in some of my lineups. Now on to the nine k range. In the nine k range, we have Patrick Cantley, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. Dustin Johnson and Lowry. Rounding out the 9K range, I'll talk a little bit about them, but Cam Young, I absolutely love him this week. Great driver of the golf ball. Uh, he, he's long enough to carry a lot of the trouble. He has a good finish. at um, His open history is right where it needs to be. It's on par. So I do like Cameron Young. Now, what you see about him is... You see him starting to get in the form here. A six at the John Deere Classic, but after the Travelers, he had a you know a sixtieth, and then he, you know at the U.S. Open finished thirty second. But he's starting to find his form here. He's his approach game is coming along, right along with his putter. Let me pull up his stats here. Let's see here, hold on. Yeah, so if he's. His Obviously, his putter and approach game are his Achilles heel, but his driving is always remarkable. He gains off the tee almost every event. His approach has been phenomenal. I mean, he lost at the John Deere Classic, took six and lost with approach, but he's gained in everything except for the Canadian Open, where he lost nearly a stroke. But everywhere else, he's been good. Putting for him is obviously his Achilles heel, which... I like to see gaining on all these other stat categories and then the putter can always get hot and that would put you above the rest. Cameron Smith, 9k, uh, or Cameron Young, sorry. 9k is a great deal. You go up on the upper part of this 9k range. Spieth hasn't been playing to form. Uh, Normally when he comes in, he's usually in a good form when he's coming in a major. Hasn't been. I'm avoiding Spieth. Uh Fowler, he's going to be very chalky. He's playing great though. So Ricky Fowler is one of those guys at 9.8 K that you could have in your lineup. I just don't think you're going to gain anything with him in your lineup. And I would rather go elsewhere. Terrell Hatton, are you going to go with him? Giving the bird to everybody um, and at the Scottish Open after his Sunday round. He kind of faded. I wonder what that's going to do with his popularity. But he was right in the mix until Sunday. I think that that might you know tend to get a couple people off of him same with tommy fleetwood you know never really in the mix on sunday but he was right there until sunday i wonder what people are going to do with that i'm going to look at some ownership i don't have a ton of time to look at ownership but uh they are coming in right now too high owned for that price tag and dustin johnson is the guy that i like in this lower 9k range along with cameron young dustin johnson he's He's always a gamer in the Opens. He's coming into form a 5th and an 8th in his last two live events, a T-10 at uh, the U.S. Open, playing very well. He shot 72 in the final round at the Open, but this guy always comes to play um, for his Open history. i got to pull that up here as well. Let me look at his Open history. All right, so his last two Opens, he was a T6 and a T8. So right there, again, man, this guy is always in the mix at the Open. He gained across the board um, at the old course, and he's been doing... Liv doesn't have shot-by-shot data, which kind of sucks. But at the U.S. Open, I mean, he gained everywhere except for putting. At the PGA Championship, he struggled with approach a little bit, but he was good there. The Masters, he didn't have a good Masters. um, T48, struggled with the putter. But another guy that can get hot with a putter and go on and rip off a tournament. So those are your upper echelon players. Uh, The guys I really like are Scotty. I didn't talk about John Rahm, but let's get into Johnny Rahm here. I have to because he's been struggling as of late. He missed the cut at the Travelers. And he's just been struggling with his around the green play. And that's just unlike him. But I believe that he pulls it together. He's overseas. He's ready to go. um, And, of course, that fits him. He's a long, straight driver of the golf ball. His approach play is usually like total John Rom. He's only lost in two of his last... 14 events with his approach play so he always has that um going around the green kind of suspect at times with these pop bunkers i wonder how he'll be able to get up and down with his creativity and things like that that's the only thing that kind of worries me but john Rahm, he's a good price tag this week i know he's up in that upper echelon of people but um i do like john Rahm at 11.2k as well i forgot to mention him earlier so yeah those are the upper upper guys that i like Colin Morikawa, 9.6k. This dude just pisses me off. He always lets me down. But his game, if you were to just look at his stats and his stat profile, that's it. You would see that he is striking and gaining everywhere almost every time. It's usually just like one round a tournament that just depletes him and kicks him out of contention. So if he can just avoid the the one bad round, he'll be fine. If it gets really windy, I don't kind of like him in wind situations but he's striking the ball well and like I said you look at his stats he's a good play you you would be like he's better than a lot of the people you know what I mean just based off of stats and stats only if you don't watch a lot of golf or whatever uh he would be a good play at 9.6k so yeah that's all I have right now for those upper guys and I will dive into the eight the mid-tier the eight and seven k guys right after this break so stay tuned All right, let's dive into the 8 and 7K guys, all right? The 8K range, I hate it. I absolutely hate the 8K range. I only like maybe one or two guys in the 8K range, and that is it. You always have Hideki, you know, common common guy that just gets it done. <coughs> excuse me. All the time, he's always in the mix, but I'm not a big Hideki guy this week. Wyndham Clark, I just think he's undervalued. He's won a major. This dude is like... The fourth best player in the field in terms of strokes gained. Um, yeah, he's playing very well to be only 8,700. He's a bargain at this 8 range. Wyndham Clark just playing well. Um, at the Scottish Open, he, you know, 25th, Travelers 29th, but he won the U.S. Open. I mean, a little bit of a hangover, I think, is warranted. But up until then, this dude has been playing fantastic he has two wins this year and you know one of them being a major 8700 that's a bargain that's literally like the only play i like this week except for maybe throw a sam burns in there okay sam burns is a head scratcher you just never know what you're going to get he's a bit of a risk more of a tournament play for me than anything the ownership is low on him but Sam Burns, he's been playing okay. 19th last week at the Scottish Open, 32nd at the U.S. Open. But he's been playing okay. Let me go over his stat profile here. All right, so Sam Burns, like I said, the last two tournaments he played were the Scottish Open and U.S. Open. He gained across the board at the U.S. Open. Nothing extremely great, but he gained across the board, T32, T19 at the Scottish Open. He lost on approach, but he's always been a good putter. See, what scares me is all the damage he's doing with his putter. This guy is just putting lights out, and he hasn't been great everywhere else, but his stat profile looks like, I mean, if he can just get his around the green play, if he just holds strong there, he'll be fine. I do like... Sam Burns this week at 8.5 all right I can't get off the dude uh for that price Sam Burns Wyndham Clark you know play one of them don't play on both type thing and go from there so that's it for the 8k range that's all I like that's all I even want to talk about Max Homa he's playing a half stroke below his 100 round baseline Justin Thomas is a full stroke under his 100 round baseline which is freaking terrible what happened to Justin Thomas All right. Well, I know what happened. His putter is terrible and his approach play left him. So there you have it. He's not that great of a round the green player. Justin Thomas is struggling at the moment. I'm avoiding him at, you know, like the plague this week at 8.6 K, but knowing daily Doug luck, you know what dude's probably going to finish in the top 10, but his open history isn't even good. So I don't know. I'm avoiding him. I'm okay with that. Tom Kim, he had a good week last week. I'm going to avoid him this week. Tony Finau has been absolutely atrocious. And then you have uh, Justin Rose, who plays well in these kind of events. He's a major player. Uh, he's good in the wind. He's good at you know the opens. He always seems to be in the mix. I just don't know if he's long enough right now to compete in this open with the soft fairways. All right, if this was dried out and you can hit irons everywhere, then you're looking at a good, you know, you're looking at something that he can get up there and, you know, compete with some of the distance. I just don't think that it's going to get there for him this week at 8K. I'd rather drop down into the mid-7K, uh, Minwoo Lee. Like, the dude hits the ball a ton. Just, he's been losing with his accuracy um, in almost every turn except for one or two in his last 12. He His approach play isn't very good. Um, he's... I mean, he's gained in three of his last five, but those are the only three that he's gained in his last 11. So there you have that with Minwoo Lee. I like him just because he hits the ball far. I just don't like him because it's every, he hits it everywhere, and there's just too much trouble to be had for Minwoo. He, plus, he's going to be pretty chalky, and for a 7.7K, you can go elsewhere. Like Corey Connors, same price. This dude is way more accurate with the, with his driver. Hits it semi-far. He's not totally far enough, but he's accurate with it, and his approach play has been on par. So Corey Connors or Minwoo Lee, I'm ed- edging that. I'm getting my leverage over the Minwoo Lee crowd with Corey Connors. You go down in the 7K range, um, Sahith, don't like him this week at all at 7.5K. Harris English, 7.4K, not a big fan. Now, you have Ryan Fox, who just shows up in majors, apparently. He had a good Scottish Open last week with a 12th-place finish. Um, But PGA Championship, he was 23rd. The Masters, 26th. He's putting together the U.S. Open, 43rd. He just had a bad round 2 and round 4 at the U.S. Open with a pair of 74s there. But other than that, he hits the ball uh, above tour average. He's very above tour average with driving. Uh, Let me pull up his stats so I can... His driving distance above tour average his accuracy just isn't always there as far as driving accuracy isn't great so he's kind of like a Min woo lee but a cheaper Min woo lee but he's gains everywhere guys like this guy gains everywhere he's only lost one time around the green at the charles schwab uh, that was almost a half stroke but yeah man he gains everywhere else uh off the tee he can be kind of sketchy just because of accuracy and that is it but he's definitely long enough to compete here so ryan fox 7.4k he's definitely somebody that is in my player pool that i'll have in a couple of my lineups uh going down denny mccarthy man this guy's had a great year 7.3k for a guy that's been playing great he's struggled as like john Deere took a six travelers a seventh i mean he didn't play in the Scottish Open this the only reason why I'm avoiding him I should say is because this is his first ever open championship. This is his first one ever, but he is having a hell of a year for 7.3k. It's not the worst play down at this Adrian Morac. This guy knows how to play overseas, obviously, he's from overseas, and he can play 7.2k making a lot of cuts. Uh didn't play well last week at the Scottish though. 78th kind of, you know, worries me there. Uh, I don't really care for that at the moment. I just think there's better plays here um, in this 7K range. Uh, you can go down to, hold on here, Chris Kirk. Uh, he's also, you know, someone down right at 7K. Uh, you can go with Hoygaard at 7.1K, Nick Taylor at 7.1K. These are all guys that can play and i would rather have um than i don't know than the gala and anybody like that so that's pretty much it the 7k range is pretty meek i want to stay up in the upper echelon of players there's a couple guys here in the six and five Ks that i'll that i'll you know get to ryan fox i like in that's you know 7k range at 7.4k i am team ryan fox and cory connor's in that 7k range Denny McCarthy. If you want to throw, you know, a first timer out there, that is up to you. It's just not my deal as of this moment. Now, on to the six k range. Robert McIntyre's down there had a great week last week, right? But that's been kind of it. He had a good start. Um, the world, you know, on the world tour, he plays fine. He took a fourth um, on July fifth. You know, that time. Um, second last week so he's playing really well at the moment but before that he wasn't very good um and at the pga championship he was 127 miscut right so there you have it with him it's kind he's also you know i mean like for 6.8k he's going to be popular especially after the wiki he just had uh, if you were to come out with these prices right now i bet he'd be like 7.4k after that week so how much value are you getting for him in that 6.8k versus the field i just don't think there's enough there to play him uh you go down the list here right and let me go to poston JT Poston this dude is a player he comes overseas he played well at the scottish and he's a great bargain for for this event. Let me go into his numbers here. JT Post in his last two tournaments, T6, T6. He's only lost off the tee, uh, which kind of scares me because that's kind of where he's most bol- volatile is off the tee. But you're looking at his distance, his yeah right where it needs to be but he's a little under uh, in driving distance to the tour average accuracy is right on tour average this guy does a lot of it around the greens and putting which you do have to be a good around the greens player but right now i just think he's doing it everywhere with the exception of off the tee so if you're looking here um at posts and down in the 6k range he's a good pick just mind you if he plays well and he Place to a zero off the tee, he will be right in the mix, and that is the honest God truth. He'll be right in the mix if he plays well off the tee. You go down to Taylor Moore, this dude is everywhere. Um, he's just been playing terrible, honestly. Thomas Dietrich, dude, p- played well last week. He will be a little bit over owned for 6.4k, though. What does it really matter, right? If you can get up to a couple of the other guys. Um, the dude struggled in round three, or round two last week, and four uh, shooting seventy three on the final round kind of kills kills you. I just don't think he's playing well enough, honestly, to put him in. And then you go to the guy that I want to talk about here. Hold on, here I'm in my lineup. I gotta get to him. Jordan L. Smith. All right. 12th at the Scottish Open. He's 6 point, He's 6.8K. 12th at the Scottish Open. 35th on the world tour. 39th on the world tour. 20th at the U.S. Open. So this guy is a player, right? He makes cuts. He's made his last six cuts. He's a player. And let me go over his stat profile just so you know what you're getting into because a lot of people probably don't know anything about him and like i said until i dove into this i really didn't either but his driving distance is above um above tour average and his driving accuracy is above tour average his approach play is above tour average he's gaining everywhere with except the putter and the putter has been bad so that's his achilles here is the heels the putter around the green but you're getting an excellent driver of the golf ball which i feel this week is amazing if you can just keep it in play uh hit it his approach play is good enough so if he can just hit greens uh he will be right there like i said he hasn't missed a cut in his last five events i said six before his last five events so he's playing well and for 6800 bucks why not take a shot at him and then the last guy right last but not least richie ramsey who the fuck is that right who is richie ramsey well 42nd last week third on the asian tour um he's playing well and he hits it well enough off the tee his driving accuracy is superb and then you have everything else is tour average right and you put a guy like this for 5.5k let me see exactly what it is here 5.9k you put a guy like this for 5.9k in your lineup it opens up the world to these upper echelon guys so you put like a Jordan Smith and you put a Richie Ramsey in your lineup you can fit a John Rahm Scotty Scheffler also in your lineup and you don't have a great lineup cash lineup tournament lineup there's many different ways you can go with these guys that are low cost low owned And if they spring, you guys will be on top of the leaderboards. So that's pretty much all I have for the lineups this week. That's my player pool. And hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And let's do a build together. All right. We are back and we are going to do our DK build. We will have a cash lineup. I'm going for a cash lineup this week and hopefully hit up a double up here. All right. So first, I'm going to start out my lineup with John Rahm. I like John Rahm. I like the way he drives the golf ball. He's accurate enough to be to do damage in this event. All right. So I like John Rahm. Now I'm gonna kick myself in the fucking nuts for picking Colin Murakawa, but at 9.6k, that stat profile. I'm a stat guy. I hate like throwing stats down your fucking throat and shit. But like, Colin Murakawa has to have a good week this week. It's more of a tournament you play. You're getting leverage over the Spies, the Hattons, the Fleetwoods. And I do like Colin Murakawa this week. I can't believe I just said that. But Colin Murakawa also is in my lineup. You go down the list a little bit here. I'm going to pick Ryan Fox at 7.4K. Ryan Fox at 7.4K. I still have an average remaining salary of 7.2K left. So my team... Ram Markawa, Fox pretty solid if I'm looking at that, I'm going to add Richie Ramsey in my lineup as well. 5.9k for Richie Ramsey. I still have plenty of money here to uh, to hammer this out okay My average remaining salary is 7.9k, two spots to fill. Jordan Smith, 6.8K, brings me up to 9.1K where I can pick pretty much anybody. And I'm going to go with Cam Young at 9K, leaving 100 on the table. So my lineup right now looks like Ryan Fox, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, Richie Ramsey, Jordan Smith, and Cam Young. As I put this together, I believe like (laughs) this is a fucking tournament lineup. I'm sorry. This is a tournament lineup. It's not really a double-up lineup. If I want to get even more crazy with it, I would substitute Ryan Fox out um, just because he is kind of chalky. Go with a Denny McCarthy, go from there, and hit submit, and call it good. So my lineup, once again, for this, it's more tournament lineup than what it is, but oh well down here. My God damn. All right. So once again, I have Denny McCarthy, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, Richie Ramsey, Jordan Smith, and Cam Young. All right. 200 bucks left on the table. I like this lineup. Enter it in tournaments. I'll go ahead and build more of a cash lineup here and see what we have. Let's do a little cash one. Now this one will actually be cash lineup. I'm still going to start out with i'm going to start out with victor hovland throw in a terrell hatton and a dustin johnson all right all 9k guys and 10k guys um still leaves me plenty left on the board especially like i said with those lower echelon guys this week Corey connor's at 7.7k i like him this week just accurate he's an accurate good driver of the golf ball you get down into Let's see here. I'm going to go with the chalky play here, and let's see what Padraig Harrington is at. Patty's been playing good. He's at six point six k. I'm going to go with Patty because I'll tell you why. This dude is mopping up on the Champions Tour and the Senior Tour. This dude, this dude is playing fantastic. Okay, then you put him into the actual tour and he's placing fine making a bunch of cuts. So Patty is a guy six point let's see here. Six point six K. Absolutely love it. Honestly, falling in love with this lineup even more than my other one. Leads me with 7.1k on this and I'm going to go with a guy that's just been playing absolutely great golf in Nick Taylor. Alright? He's just been playing good. Had a good Scotch Open, 19th. Proves that he can play overseas. So my cash lineup is Corey Connors, Patty Harrington, Hatton, Hovland, Johnson, and Nick Taylor. So enter that one. Let me know how you guys do. All right? Hopefully you guys can win and win some money right along with me. So take care. That's pretty much it for the DraftKings stuff. And now I will go over my bets in a little bit. i take the bet. Oh, uh, yeah! What's the, what's the game? Your seven iron, Roy. One swing each. Whoever hits it the longest. It's a lot. I hit the seven iron like John Daly gets the three. Winner, winner, chicken <laughs> down! We'll take my beer, All right, now on to the betting, right? On to the betting, and I've been pretty good. I mean, I haven't bet in two weeks, but I've been pretty good up until then. I don't have my exact numbers in front of me. Literally, I'm sitting in my car at work doing this with my notes. I left my betting notes at home. I'd have to listen back and get you my exact numbers. But I know we're fucking up about 30-some units. I do know that. All right? So with that being said, stay hot, Daily Doug, right? Stay fucking hot. And let's dive into the betting board this week. Scotty Scheffler and Rory right now on DraftKings are flip-flopping. Scotty's now 7-1. to one, Rory's now 8-1. to one. I'm avoiding both. All right. I would rather go down to Victor Hovland at 22-1 than take a chance on those guys. Good payout for Victor Hovland at 22-1. Put a unit on him. I'm going to go down even further. Dustin Johnson and Colin Morcawa. Dustin Johnson's at 30-1. to one. Colin Morecow is at 35-1. to one. Put units on them as well. Just believe that they're good enough to do it. They're good ball strikers. DJ's far enough. Colin isn't quite far enough, but his stats are fucking crazy. I absolutely like him this week. I can't believe I'm still seeing that, honest to God. So other guys, more longer shots, getting into the six-seater ones. Cameron Young. I have him in my lineup. Um, he is he's going to be good. All right, Cameron Young will be fine um 65 to 1 odds if you want to bet him in the top 10 that's still five and a half to one not enough odds for the EWA but he's definitely somebody that you could put a unit on at 65 to 1 he's got a real shot to win guys honestly he drives the ball that good that he has a shot to win this event going down the list got to get into my long shots right my EWA 8s who am I going to go with And as I go down the list here, I always seem to settle on JT Poston. All right. 200 to 1 odds. Put an EW8 on him. 12 to 1 on the top 10. Eight is top six. Top eight is 16 to 1. Put EW8 on JT Poston. Go down just a hair farther. You can throw Richie Ramsey in there. 400 to 1 odds to win it. EW8 on Richie Ramsey as well. So that's pretty much it. Pretty pretty bland right davis riley at 350 to 1 odds he could get hot nick taylor i have him he can get hot 300 to 1 odds if you like him but i think i'm just sticking with the guys that i mentioned i just don't find enough value in any of these upper echelon guys to keep on trotting them out there type thing they're just not for me i mean denny mccarthy 100 to 1 odds he's playing really well but that's about it justin thomas 90 to 1 odds you know kick the tire on him a little bit and see what happens. But right now, I just think Cam Young at 65 to 1 odds. That is my favorite bet of this week. I do like even Wyndham Clark's at 55 to 1 odds for somebody that has won a major, won twice this year. That is not that bad of a price tag for him at all. But so my bets this week, I'm going to go and I'm going to go with Victor Hovlin, 22 to 1 odds. Dustin Johnson, Colin Murakawa, 31 odds for Dustin Johnson. Colin Murakawa, 35 to 1 odds. And then I'm going to go down. To Cameron Young at 65 to 1 odds. That is it. Put my EW8s on guys like JT Poston at 200 to 1 odds, and my other one at Richie Ramsey at 400 to 1 odds. There you have it. That is it. Abraham Answer, he's not far enough, but the dude is 300 to 1 odds maybe an EW8 on him might be a ticket as well. So there you have it. Fuck it, right? Hopefully that uh, goes well for everybody and everybody wins. Let me know how you do. Please holler at me at RIGC underscore pinseeker on Twitter and have yourself a good open, drink your Bloody Marys, wake up early, and enjoy the show. Thanks everybody. Have a good fucking week.